0: While the underrepresentation of women in cybersecurity is starting to improve, according to some statistics, 20% in 2019 compared to 10% in 2013, that trend isn't translating in the higher echelons of cybersecurity power. An Altrata report estimates that only 16% of CISOs are women. Future CISO spoke to Ms. Rupal Hollenbeck, president of Checkpoint Software Technologies, on the long road for women in cybersecurity. And what follows is an interesting revelation on Ms. Hollenbeck's passion, women in cybersecurity. Uh, what is your view of women representation in the cybersecurity space in 2024?
1: Wow. Well, I would say this. Women in, in cybersecurity is in some ways a reflection of the overall situation that we're in with women in technology overall. But I would say that in cybersecurity, the challenge feels a bit more acute in the sense that I see even fewer women in cybersecurity than I see broadly in tech. And so while I celebrate progress, and I'm very proud of our current situation at Checkpoint, I don't think it's reflective of the cybersecurity industry at large.
0: Estimates put women professionals in cybersecurity at around 24% while we're at that subject. What is driving this inequality in representation, at least specifically within the cybersecurity space?
1: I think it's education, recruitment, nurturing progression, and executive positions. There's nothing that is immune in terms of being a challenge. So, and I can expand on each one of those. So the first I said was education. I still think we have a basic conception or perception that women just simply don't go into the field, that women do not focus enough on STEM, that young women, girls really, from elementary school through high school are not suited to STEM. I think that perception still exists in many parts of the world. It's disappointing. We've made progress, but it's disappointing. So challenge number one, I still think we have work to do at primary and secondary education. Uh, Number two, I think in the universities, there are more and more cybersecurity programs that are being built, which is wonderful. And we are a supplier of curriculum towards those university programs, and we're really proud of that. But there are not enough young women entering those programs. And so I think... It takes, well, it takes a lot of things which we can discuss, but I think sort of challenge number two is in the tertiary education and, and women entering those cybersecurity and computer science degree programs. Number three is, I think, uh, recruitment and early career development. There are organizations around the world that are trying to change that. However, we still don't see women entering the cybersecurity industry at the same rate as men. And the improvements are not material. Now, having said that, I'm really proud of the work that Checkpoint has done to change that. And I'll give you just a tiny micro example of that. Mm -hmm. Um, The the micro example is in the United States, we have something we call the Global Associates Program. And it's a program where we recruit at universities new college graduates. And I'm I'm so uh, thrilled with the fact that in 2023, the majority of those entrants were actually women. And we're really proud of that in sales roles and technical roles and operational roles. But we have to keep that pace. And we have to keep that positive pressure to do that. And so that was the sort of the third challenge. Mm. And then the fourth is, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And so women are just as ambitious and just as aspiring as men, but they lose the confidence when they don't see women in those positions. Now, at Checkpoint, we're a little bit of an anomaly. If you look across the cybersecurity industry, we have eight executives and four are women. And it's something I'm very proud of. And so I feel like at Checkpoint. You can see it, and you can be it. Um, our head of operations, our chief product officer, our chief technology officer, and myself. Um, and so I'm really proud of that, but we don't see... That's an anomaly. We don't see that across yeah, cybersecurity yet.
0: If I could step back a bit to what you said. Now, my daughter, she graduated university already. See, I'm 63 right now. (laughs) Uh, But during the time that she was thinking about shift, I mean, graduating high school, part of her attraction to a particular course was someone, of course, she had a natural desire for the sciences in her case. But the other thing that she pointed out was the monetary value of the, the career that she would choose. Given that perception, especially these days when I talk to CISOs and CIOs and even finance people, I'm in HR, they're all saying that one, cybersecurity professionals are very difficult to get. Two, they're very expensive to get if you can get <laughs> the right people. Yes. So. With that recognition, wouldn't be natural then for anybody choosing a career in cybersecurity professional to be aware of financial opportunities that come with the career in this profession? And would that not be at least one of the momentum that would inst? Um, inspire I and mean, cajole women to go into the profession I and make big bucks in this career.
1: Gosh I certainly <laughs> hope so from your lips from your lips here's the thing um, today we know you talked about um, them being um, the 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 sort of cybersecurity professional career being a financially lucrative career part of the reason it is so is because we have such a talent gap we are short worldwide over 3 million people in cyber And here's the thing. If companies continue to look at half the population to fill that huge gap, we're really missing out. Mm. So companies are starting to realize in cybersecurity that uh, it's not just good to hire women. uh, It's good for business. And from a young woman's point of view, cybersecurity can be a very lucrative position. It's not easy. There's a tremendous amount of pressure on today's cybersecurity professionals just because of risk factors, right? And cybersecurity is not a technology issue anymore, solely. It's a business issue. And so I think the magic for me is not only showing young women that the path in cybersecurity is financially lucrative, but it's actually diverse. Cybersecurity has so many elements to it today. It's not just about being in development. It's about being in the business. It's about understanding regulatory matters. We have a tremendous need for lawyers in cybersecurity and um, to begin to get educated on how legislation and regulation helps and hinders the case for cybersecurity and how how it helps or hinders keeping organizations safe. Today's cybersecurity professional has to be a technologist and has to be commercially oriented. They have to be operational and they have to be regulatory or regulation savvy. That's really broad. So the careers in cybersecurity are broader than they've ever been. So it's not like I need to say, well, gee, I'm not in DevSecOps, and so cybersecurity isn't for me. No, 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 no. There is so much room for cybersecurity professionals that span so many different disciplines today.
0: So, what needs to happen then to encourage, because you've already mentioned, so you, in Checkpoint itself, it's working with, um, universities, try and attract the right people. Right. And take them off from the theoretical and, drop them into the actual practical elements of the career. What needs to happen to encourage greater participation of women in the cybersecurity space?
1: Like I said in the beginning, you know, Alan, I think it starts from the very beginning. I think we have to be in there at the primary and secondary levels to build confidence in careers around STEM and careers that are in STEM industries, Mm. not just STEM roles, but STEM industries. Then next, we need to be at the universities. We need to keep driving those curriculums and we need to recruit from those cybersecurity degree programs and encourage our women to take up those majors. I have, uh, I'll tell you just a little anecdote because you talked about your daughter. I have a friend whose daughter is at a school in California in the United States, and she's pre-law. And she decided in her third year as pre-law that she was going to minor in cybersecurity because she Mm -hmm. wanted to marry the two. She's a business person at heart. She's incredibly legally minded, but cybersecurity brings such an interesting element to her law studies that's what she's pursuing. So helping women in tertiary education understand the broad um, skills and responsibilities that one can have inside of the cybersecurity industry is really important. And then the, the last thing that needs to happen is career development and leadership planning. I happen to have taught the last three years a course at a university in California called Women in Leadership. And I bring together the sort of dispelling the myths and understanding that, hey, I'm here, so you can see it, you actually can be it. And let's talk about the different paths because there are many, many paths in cybersecurity. And so I think showing women the way, recruiting and showing women the way through their careers and nurturing that through smart mentorship and sponsorship is critical. So it's not any one thing, Alan. I think all of these things need to work in concert. And I, and I think over history, we've seen small amounts of progress because we sort of poke on one and not the other. I think it has to be across the board.
0: So for women aspiring to enter the cybersecurity space or security space in general, what characteristics should they hone and qualifications that they need to build on in order to pursue a career, hopefully successfully in cybersecurity?
1: Yeah. First is a passion and an interest, um, a passion and an interest for um, cybersecurity. I do believe that cybersecurity is about private sector good, it's about public sector good, and I think it's a service to humanity. Um, to keep people safe. And so um, I think to be in service of something like that requires a true passion and an interest, first and foremost. Second is a determination at problem solving. The work of cybersecurity is about anticipating problems, preventing problems, and then when they occur, solving them quickly. So that agility and strong problem-solving skills, I think, are really, really important. And then the last thing is, increasingly, cybersecurity is about all those things I talked about the technical, the commercial, the operational, the regulatory. And so having that broad skill set and bringing that all in is also increasingly important for today's cybersecurity professionals.
0: Let's talk about risk and personal risk. In some careers, like compliance in some markets, you could literally lose your job or go to jail for taking up that role. In your view, what personal risk should those interested in pursuing a career in, in cybersecurity need to be aware of?
1: I think it's, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Alan, I, I, th- I think there certainly are risks and we, you know, we all sort of read the papers and, you know, we know it's happening to a lot of chief information security officers or a number of them. And I think we're navigating a new frontier, certainly with AI and with big attack surfaces hmm. and more and more attacks, attacks on the rise. Certainly one needs to be careful. But I think that that risk exists for multiple professions. I think it exists across the C-suite. I think it exists across the board. You can't be a CFO today without understanding cyber risk, right? You can't be a chief HR officer without understanding cyber risk and its impact on employee privacy and data privacy. So there are so many roles inside an organization that are impacted and increasing the level of risk. And so I think for, you know, we hear about CISO risk a lot, but I think that Risk really exists across the C suite, and it's important to be aware and to be informed. A strong, long serving cybersecurity professional can never have the know it all mentality. They have to have the learn it all mentality because the minute you think that you're current, you're not. And so that would probably be that last thing when you talk about risk. The way to stay ahead of the risk is to stay in the game by learning and developing your skill sets and always being open to kind of learning what's new because uh, cybersecurity doesn't begin and end.
0: There is growing recognition that particularly in the cybersecurity career path or realm, people are more and more concerned about fatigue. Uh, yes, the, these professionals are you know, it's the extent of the work, so what's your advice, given the engagements you've had with both those that are pursuing uh, interested in pursuing career as well as those that are actually in the in the space already like maybe Maya, what's your advice for them to minimize or mitigate the risk of uh, developing yeah. fatigue in yeah. the career, especially at the beginning cycle yeah. of the career?
1: I've heard this term. Cybersecurity fatigue or cybersecurity burnout. Um, I've heard those terms and they're real uh, for sure. And part of that um, is fueled by the talent shortage and how much these professionals are are shouldering in terms of the burden. I think um, it's a a multi-headed monster, if you like. So how do we address it? So first and foremost, I think, remember what I said, that it's not just about being a great coder or a great technologist. You now have to have a head for the business risk and the technology risk and the operational risk. And you have to think about cybersecurity as people first and then process and then technology. So the fundamental skills required to be a cybersecurity professional are changing. And so part of that fatigue and burnout is if, you know, if I was sort of trained in the art and science of cybersecurity 20 years ago, I may feel really out of my element right now. If I'm early in my career or if I'm in university, uh, my advice would be to have that cross-functional understanding understand risk at a higher level than perhaps your computer science course would have taught you. Mm -hmm. Think about things holistically, because fundamentally we need a different type of cybersecurity professional, one that is understanding of technology deeply, but understands people, business process, and the commercial side of things as well. So getting yourself skilled in the right way cross-functionally is going to sort of combat that fatigue or that burnout, because you're going to have more of that cross-functional skill set to be able to do the job that's required of you now. So that would be one. The second is understand technology, understand tools, and understand how AI can be your friend. Today and tomorrow's cybersecurity professional needs to increasingly needs to be AI aware, AI conversant, and um, AI smart. And so getting yourself familiar with tools and technology and how they work together outside of cybersecurity is going to help you get in front of risk. That would be the second thing that I would say.
0: Your expectation of women professionals in the cybersecurity space, where in 2024, you've dropped the word AI, and there's a lot of threats and opportunities and challenges that the technology provides. And you you in Checkpoint mentioned a co-pilot, which is becoming a term that even the analysts are saying, AI is a partner or career, it's a tool. It's not uh, something that should threaten anybody in terms of their profession. What's your outlook for 2024 in terms of Um, the cybersecurity space and women in general?
1: I'm terribly optimistic. Um, Why am I optimistic? I know that bringing women into cybersecurity is not only good, not only because it's the right thing to do for humanity, but it's also good for business. Men and women buy my products, um, they buy my platform. Men and women need to build it and sell it and market it. So I'm really optimistic about the future of women in cybersecurity. We do have a huge talent shortage worldwide. It would be highly irresponsible of any leader in cybersecurity to not cast a really wide net and look at all of the available talent. I think we've made tremendous progress, but it's a long road ahead, and we continue to do work in this space, and we're committed to it. And I think as long as organizations stay committed to it, and as long as men and women in cybersecurity are committed to that more inclusive workforce to fill our talent gap, we're going to be in good shape, and the, and the future of cybersecurity is strong. And so I'm very optimistic for the future.
0: That was Ms. Rupal Hollenbeck, President for Checkpoint Software Technologies on the topic of women in cybersecurity. You are listening in the Podchats for Future Cecil. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future Cecil. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future Cecil. Bye for now. Yeah.